Ladies and gentlemen, once again it is the Mason and French show featuring Harvest Black, a.k.a. El Quarantino. Whip. As well as Lady T, a.k.a. Ms. T. Meow. Uh, me, I'm Mason, a.k.a. Mahoney. What's cracking, y'all? What up? Welcome to the Mason and Friends Show, back for the 580th time. Hey. Coming at you live on a Thursday. Today's episode... Quantity and quality. That's right. Today's episode, I'm be playing Mac Miller music in the background, because it will have been a uh, few years and a couple days since that beautiful motherfucker died. Aww. Yeah, it's a damn shame. Lost a good one thanks to the drug war, thanks to the war on drugs and impure product being out on the streets and famous people dying of fentanyl and all kinds of bullshit. Need that pure coke in the streets, son. Taxed, regulated, legalized under President Mason. Yo, do you watch Power? I have not watched Power. Mm. They say it's a big, rich town. (laughs) I guess Harvest has watched Power. Or Power. Love Power. Love it. What channel is that on? Stars. Stars. Ah. That's 50 Cent, right? Yes. Yeah. So are you you watching, like, book three and all that? Not yet. I'm still on uh, the last season. I'm still on a slow burn with it. Oh, okay. It's kind of good to like go after the fact and watch it because it's like when you're up on the season, you have to wait every Sunday for the next episode to come out. Yeah. Where you can just like binge all of it, you know? I very much prefer being able to just binge through some shit. Like, I knocked out Better Call Saul over like the last month. I mean, I watched four seasons of Better Call Saul in like not much time. Yeah. I like the I like the build and binge. I'm a build and binger, so I always kind of like wait a little bit, and then I wait for the novelty and the hype of the program to go off, and I hop in, and then like I handle my business. You know. I usually like to wait till I believe that the show is going to reach whatever conclusion it's aiming for before I let myself get into it. Yeah. If it's got a few seasons under its belt, seems to be pretty solid and going, I'll be willing to pick it up and go with it. You know, plus I like I like that Breaking Bad shit. Like they've they've made a lot of good programs based off of just that Breaking Bad stuff. That El Camino movie was banging. I mean, it's good shit. Yeah, I got a new favorite show right now. Besides besides Power, it's called Reservation Dogs. Have you heard of that? I've heard of it. Nope, I haven't heard of it. It's it's brand new. I don't know what channel it's on because I have one of them apps where you can just like pull up the movies or the <laughs> shit. But like, um, it's um, it's about it's about some teenagers on the reservation, basically an Indian reservation. Oh, okay. But it's it's comedic also. Oh, that's cool. But it like also brings like light to the culture and the conditions and the res and all that stuff. Yeah. So, but it's it's so funny and like kind of like, you know, like they know it's like we know how people make fun of Native Americans and we can do it better than you, basically. <laughs> I would I would certainly hope so. Yeah, but no, it's a good show, so check it out. But it just came out and then. They haven't finished season one yet, but they got renewed for season two already, so. Okay. It's a good show. Mm, that's what's up. Yeah. Did you ever see, there's these movies that this guy, uh, Taylor Sheridan, has been writing that are just phenomenal movies. Um, Taylor Sheridan was a, 
the cop that got killed at a half sax funeral in Sons of Anarchy, and he did a movie called Hell or High Water, and he did another movie. Um, God damn, I can't think of what Wind River, I believe it is. It's uh, Jeremy Renner works on like a like a Native American reservation as like a trapper type dude that just takes people out in the wilderness and handles handles the wilderness type stuff but it's about like uh this oil drilling company that's working on the the native american property and there's a whole bunch of beef that happens this girl gets killed and all kinds of crazy shit happens i don't want to give it all away but um Mm -hmm. it's an amazing film shout out to taylor sheridan hell or high water wind river these are amazing amazing films but they talk about being on the reservation and how there's like a different set of laws for that because the one girl's from the FBI at one point and so she has jurisdiction there where nobody else does like the local law doesn't have any jurisdiction on the uh, the reservation you have to be federal to have any kind of jurisdiction there and but the thing that I love about his movies these Taylor Sheridan movies are that most of the time you see like gun violence going on in a movie and it's like sensationalized or unrealistic the gun, the gunplay in these Taylor Sheridan movies is so realistic, and like, like the way it would be, like not not on some sensationalized, like ridiculousness. Like that's there's a there's a reality to his movies that is unmatched in any movie I've seen, as far as like the way that like a human character would do the things that are being done, as far as like shooting a gun or having like a standoff or. You know what I mean? There's, mm-hmm. it's, it's, they're really good movies. Like, all I can do is suggest that you watch them because they're so good. I don't want to spoil them. Mm-hmm. You know how I normally just spoil the shit out of a movie and not give a <laughs> fuck, and then I'll say spoiler alert. Like I'd be like, yeah, you know, like uh, what's his name dies at the end of that Spider-Man movie, and, and everybody'd be like, oh my god, how could you spoil that if you haven't seen it? You know what I mean? But and then I'll say yeah. spoiler alert. Like, like what's his nuts? The dude, uh, the dude that was the professor fucking all the kids. Um, in real life, you know, he's he's the Green Goblin's son. Come on, oh, you're come on, about, uh, um, I can't even his name. What's that dude's name? You know, the one to be hanging out with Seth Rogen, but Seth Rogen don't be hanging out. Yeah, yeah, James Franco. Yeah, yeah, yeah James Franco. James Franco dies at the end of that Star Spider-Man movie because he catches the fucking thing in the chest and shit. Tobey Maguire sitting <laughs> there like, no, you know, uh-huh. all that shit. Like that's so James that's, Franco's not doing well right now. Well, apparently James Franco was like banging, like he was he was a professor at like NYU or something for like acting or some shit, and then he started banging a bunch of students, and it became like this like big problem because they're saying he's like me tooing them and like mm-hmm. had power over them, so he's he's not shouldn't mm-hmm. be fucking them. Mm-hmm. But uh. And then Seth Rogen said he's not going to be his friend anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Damn. Yeah. yeah, Seth Rogen was like, I probably, sh- probably shouldn't hang out with him anymore. <laughs> that's that's how he said it. He was like, yeah, I don't think I should hang out with him anymore. <laughs> like, what? You guys are buddies. Right? Pineapple Express. Right? Like, y'all should like, mean? Y'all should chill. What, you really think Just he's a rapist? Like, come on now. If a 20-year-old girl wants to have sex with me, what kind of an asshole am I to not have sex with her? I mean, like, she was grown. She was grown, son. Grown. She's know. grown. It's not like I snuck in her house and fucked her like Jenny did to Forrest. It's James Franco, though. Like, he was already James Franco when he was professor. That's what I'm saying. He came in as James Franco. You know he was running through pussy steady. 
Right. And then he's, he's you're going to put him in charge of like a room full of 20-year-old girls and expect him not to stick his dick in some of them? He's, he's like low-key hot, too. Like, he's not a bad-looking guy, either. Right. I don't know. It, like, you're a good-looking dude that all oh. these young women want to have sex with. You're an asshole if you don't have sex with some of them. <laughs> good. So, are we saying, and, and, and I'm just asking questions. I, I, this is a question. Do good-looking men get passes for fucking fuckboy shit when they do fuckboy shit. Absolutely. James Franco's gonna be back. His career ain't over. <laughs> that motherfucker's career ain't over. He's too good looking. He gonna be in a movie in like he gonna be in a movie in like five years. He, say what? What's that movie you did about the room? That shit was pretty tight. Oh, where they, they redid the uh that movie with that Tommy Marceau guy or whatever. Tommy Wiseau, yeah. Wiseau, yeah. No, the that shit was pretty good. It was a making of or how they did it or documentarian style type of thing of how that actually happened. Like, look, yeah. the man's an artist. When he cut his arm off in 127 hours, exactly. like, you know, that's some brutal shit, yo. Like, who doesn't want to fuck that dude if you got it for JJ? Yo, that was a dope-ass movie. Like, that's, that's my saying. favorite James Franco People movie. were literally passing out in the theaters. The man's an artist. That he deserves amazing. to be able to bang women of, like, like grown-ass women of all ages. I was impressed. I'm saying, I'm an artist. <laughs> I want to bang grown-ass women of all ages. Like, I want to bang <laughs> Diane Keaton just as much as I want to bang Emma Watson. Actually, maybe not just as much. I'd rather bang Emma Watson. I'm not going to lie. But you still on that, huh? <laughs> always, man, until the day I die, son. When Harmony became hot. This will be the name of my documentary. <laughs> well, I'll tell you, the old lady that does it for me is Helen Mirren. I don't know what it is about her. Yo. She's fine, man. Is that the lady from Red? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The white-haired we lady from Red. We were just talking about that. It was on TV, like, the other day. Oh and my gosh, we were just man. talking she about her. So She's my favorite person in that movie. Top shelf white woman. Well, you know, like top shelf black woman to me is uh, uh, what's her name? Uh, from Conan, um, uh, Grace Jones. I'm trying to get me some Grace Jones. What? Okay. Grace Jones. Yeah. I'm saying, man, Grace Jones scares the shit out Do of the homie Mike. And, and I'm like, dog, Grace Jones would love my dick. I don't know what you're scared of. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not scared. <laughs> I'll never get her in uh, uh, what's that classic Eddie, movie, Eddie Murphy movie, Boomerang. Exactly, dog. When I saw that scene and, and he's freaking out, I'm like, check, please. Right here. I need a check. Is this a hotel? Because I need a room. I can't resist that pussy. I'm getting up in there. Like, let's go. The way she's just whipping it out at the table, like, I love me a forward woman. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> yes. What do you want, Mason? I give it to you, honey. <laughs> oh, Grace Jones! I'm saying, man, Grace Jones was in fucking a James Bond movie. Like, she's she's amazing. That's an amazing woman right there. She's like, yeah. a, she's like a disco classic artist of, like, all time. What's there not to love about Grace Jones? I don't get it. My, oh, my girl from the 80s. Uh, was uh, the chick that was in Action Jackson, uh, Vanity. I was gonna... <laughs> okay. <laughs> Vanity, alright. I mean, yeah, she's she's beautiful, too. I'm gonna have to look her yeah. up. Rest in peace, Vanity. Yeah, you know, you remember her. She was in, uh, she in Bruce Purple Leroy. Rain. She wasn't in Purple Rain, was she? No, that was, uh, that was uh, Apollonia. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Not, she was supposed to be in it, though. The Last Dragon. 
Last Dragon, yeah. You're talking about the, the singer, the, <laughs> the Canadian singer, Vanity. Is she Canadian? That's what it looks like. If this is, it says Vanity Singer on Wikipedia, professionally known as Vanity, Canadian singer, songwriter, dancer, model. Yeah, they got her looking like Janet Jackson with like black one and big mm-hmm. sunglasses and big hair. Mm-hmm. I was all about Vanity. It was she was my second crush, my first crush. She was with in the Prince 80s. from eighty to eighty three. Say what? She was with Prince from eighty to eighty three, and Nikki yeah. Six from eighty six to eighty seven. See, Prince was treating them wrong, though. He was treating all them girls wrong. Look, I think Prince, as much as I love Prince, don't get me wrong, but the way Prince be beating on that bitch in Purple Rain, like, that freaked me out, dog. Like, I, like I'm like, are you treating women like that in real life, Prince? Like, what's going on here, man? You're smacking the shit out of that girl. Was that story really about his life? I don't know. It was loose, it, no, it's loosely based. This is like he's called the kid in the joint. But uh, Purple Rain was a classic. I seen that when I wasn't even supposed to watch movies like that. We had cable, uh, and it came on HBO. And I was like seven or eight, and I watched that shit for the first time. My parents were still asleep. I was like, "Yo, this is a fucking classic." Yeah, it used to come on about- every now and again. You catch it, watch it. <laughs> I, I, I got a DVD for free of it out of some car when I was working at a body shop. I went home and watched it and was like, oh, my God. Like, Prince is beating on that woman. This is not cool, man. You can't slap her around like that, Prince. Like He likes to play funny games with women. You think? You think he's just the, fucking with their heads? I read heads? a story about he would have, like, a pillow fight with, uh, uh, with uh, one of the, the women. I don't know if it was Apollonia or one of them. But they said that he, like, put heavy stuff inside the pillow and said, hey, let's pillow fight. And it'd be some heavy-ass shit inside of the bag, and it knock a girl down. Damn. And I was like, damn, Prince. He, he would fuck with people, too, though, from what I've heard. Like, I heard yeah. there was, he would just do things to people because he was Prince and he could. Like, I heard Jimmy Fallon tell a story about his ass, like, wanting to play him in ping pong. And they had, like, a, like a curtained-off ping pong table. And they were like, go back into that, that, behind that curtain, and there's a ping pong table there. And he went behind the curtain, and there was a ping pong table there. And then a little while later, Prince showed up, and they played ping pong. And then Prince went out behind the curtain and disappeared, and he didn't see him again. They <laughs> just played ping pong. <laughs> That's a bad motherfucker. That's some bad motherfucker shit right there. But then I heard a, a story about him where he went and liked some dude's guitar at a club and wanted to play it. So he played it, and then he smashed it at the end of the show. Like some other dude's guitar, and I'm like, yo, I would stab the fuck out of Prince. No, <laughs> no, son, on principle, like, dog, I'd go, I'd, cool. I'd knife his like, ass up. Prince, yo. Uh, I'm telling you, no, nah, uh, uh-uh, uh, uh, no, I would get a toothbrush. I would go a fucking prison style, son. I would get a toothbrush and and, and file that bitch down and then stab the shit out him like seven times in the belly with it, like straight up. <laughs> yeah, me, Prince would have came back out like surprise, there's another guitar. <laughs> nah, it's not what happened. He didn't Prince just it. left. He just <laughs> left. He smashed dude's guitar and left. It'd be different if he said, and then he replaced it with a brand new one that was even better. But right, um. but like it was like a classic guitar. I'm pretty sure you couldn't replace it. Yeah. What if it had like sentimental value or something? For real. What if Willie Nelson played he it one time or some shit? He could have broke my Tech 12s, and I've been like, yo, it's Prince, yo, just let that motherfucker do it. Fuck that shit, son. I'm stabbing him, dog. I'm, uh, nah, uh, yeah, uh-huh. he's punching him. Something. He's yeah. a legend. Nah, dog, I'm slicing him up. He's going to have like 87 staple stitches when I'm done with him. 
He made purple rain, bro. Let him. Dog, eat. you can't you can't destroy my equipment. If Prince walked in here right now, did the show, right? If Prince walked in here, let me interview him for 45 minutes, and then took a baseball bat to my mixer after the show, I would stab him up, son. He wouldn't go. He wouldn't walk out of here. I've been like, I've been like, yo, thanks, Prince. Harps, I appreciate harps. You. Motherfuckers gonna get some. You know what I'm saying? Uh, yeah, like, I'm a, yo, I appreciate <laughs> your artistry, man. You that see this? Dope. He's getting what this. Thinking? He's getting this. You know what I'm saying? Like, did you feel like writing another song? Is that what happened when you broke my take twelve, my turntable? I'm saying, dog. I feel like that's what you're trying to do. Yeah, you're fucking with me on like a bad level, son. I don't want to fuck. With you. Why you? Why you pushing me to this? You're fucking with my emotions, Prince. You know what I mean? I'll be like big perm and uh, or big worm and uh, Friday. You know what I'm saying? Like you fucking with my you emotions, Prince. Why you do it like you that? Go purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. Shit. <laughs> yeah. Right. He's a bad motherfucker, yo. Like, Prince can do whatever he wants, yo. Like, you should join the Church of Latter-day Saints and let me smash your Tech 1200s. Oh, like, my God. Let him do it, bro. I'll be like, yo, hey, there's some artistry in that, and I, I respect him. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, artists got an art, yo. Artists got an art. Hey, look, man, I can't, I'm, not, I'm not denying that, but if you smash my, my equipment to be an artist, like, yo, you might just catch a bad one. Maybe he Even saw something before and was like, yo, he's... A, Somebody's being an asshole, and Prince was like, "Yo, I'm taking this guitar and smashing." But even, shouldn't shouldn't Prince just be like, "Yo, I'm gonna sit back and let like you know the Lord judge this man. I'm not gonna smash his equipment. I'm not gonna destroy his pieces that he uses to create his art by creating my own art." Cause that's he's not cool, right? Just like me, but he's a god. Yo, dog, that's like if I went to Bob Ross's house and I broke all his paintbrushes. Like that's not cool. That's Yo, not, did you just, watch that? It's just hey, not did cool. you see that? Did you see the uh, documentary on Netflix, the Bob Ross joint? I've not seen it. I saw that it exists, but I need to watch it. Yo, that shit is sad as fuck, bro. Or Bob Ross, a sad, sad story. Did you see the Anthony Bourdain one? No, no I haven't watched that one yet. That's that bound to be sad, sad too. too. Yeah, that's bound to be sad. I watched that one. It's good, yeah. but it's sad. Apparently, this family basically like was trying to take Bob Ross's likeness. From his like by his deathbed, like they were trying to get him to sign off. Oh, they wow. were just basically, basically using him. There's this family called the Kowalski family or something that like runs Bob Ross Inc. And they didn't even leave anything for Bob Ross's son, and uh, the uncle signed off uh, on that was supposed to give like uh, Bob Ross's son like money. The uncle just signed off because the uncle was like basically. Uh, the uh i guess the uh, person in control of the estate until the kid grew up to be about 18 but he signed over everything to the uh the the kowalski family or somebody like that the shit was crazy didn't even leave him for a dime mm. well that's like aretha right aretha died with no will and nothing and everything was all fucked up yeah like you gotta like if you got family and people to like leave shit to you gotta like do that you know what i mean i don't know jackie chan basically um jackie chan told his son to go out there and work for it and gave all this stuff to charity jackie chan was like nah you ain't getting none of this money you ain't getting nothing you got work for it if i can make it you can make it match work so that you know i don't know i mean that's a personal choice though if you don't want to give yeah, anything to your like, kids, i don't know you know what i mean like if you want to leave your money to your kids like I would think Aretha wanted her family to like have her money, 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But she didn't want to make a will because she was superstitious that if she made a will, she would die. Like, bitch, you're going to die anyway, with or without a will. Like, we all going to die. Like, if you give a fuck about the people that in your life that you care about and you want them to have shit, then you got to, like, make wills and shit. You got to, like, do that adult thing. Mm-hmm. Have life insurance, whatever. Right. Yeah, but I get that, though, because you don't want to, like, manifest it, so I get it. It's hard like, to think about, but it happens. Obviously, everybody's going to die, but, like, sooner, you know what I mean? Well, but that's also superstition, right? Yeah, well, or, yeah, well, whatever you believe, you know. But, like, I believe your words have power. Real. Manifesting power. Yeah. I've had a few situations where I had to learn the hard way where, like, if I was kind of stutter-stepping or halfway about it and didn't really truly fulfill what I was trying to do, then it blew up in my face. Like, I can be honest about that, especially, I'm not going to get too personal with it, but, like, you know, I had a, I had a dope situation with this chick I was trying to build a life with, and I was too stuck on some selfish shit and kind of, like, didn't close one door and, you know, kind of stutter stepped into it. So I kind of manifest a lot of mayhem and confusion. Mm. So it, it's, it's definitely important to, uh, you know, be at your truest self and, like, you know, make a choice before a choice is chosen for you. Mm-hmm. So I can I can attest to that. Yeah, you got to come correct and keep it real and do what you mm-hmm. mean and mean what you say and all that kind of shit. Because if yeah. you're half-stepping all the time, like, you're never going to get anywhere as far as, like, uh, you know, that's like I've been saying t- for you, to you and all my other friends for years, like, you got to be consistent. That's why, yeah. like, that's why I had to get this show done today. That's why I'm real appreciative of you folks coming all over here and being involved with me and helping me do this show. Because my regular, my regular crew is just not available today. And, you know, I'm happy to be able to get this shit in and keep providing content for my people out there. No matter how many dozens or hundreds of them there are listening, like, you know... I love doing this, so I love y'all for being a part of this and helping me do it. Yeah. I figured he goes say something and freeze up. What'd you say? I said, we the regular crew, too. We got you. No doubt. Harvest B coming on strong here as as a 2021, being a regular on the show, man. Much appreciation. <laughs> Harv B, that's a, little, that's, a nonsense. that's big Harv for y'all out there. Ain't no littles around here. We got big Harv in the house. Big Harv. No littles, bro. No littles, never been. <laughs> or as my oh my friends, uh, my friend and my band, my my new band, my new outfit. They always call me Little Harold. Cause you know my dad's Harold. Oh, okay. so they call me Little Harold because I yeah I look like my dad. <laughs> you do have some uh, similarities with your pops. I yeah, my, my pops is crazy, yo. Yeah, he is, and he seems to have gotten crazier in his age. Like, I love him, yo. Like, the older he got, the crazier he got, is what it seems that's, to me. That's that dude, yo, for real. I remember he used to let us have the house parties back at the crib all the time. We had freestyle free battles in the living room. Yeah, those were good times. <laughs> shout out to Harold. Yeah, shout out to Big Harold. or Yeah, Big Harold. Because you Lil Harold. Shout out to Lil Harold. Shout out to Big Harold. So you finally got a Lil name. Not a Lil Harold. A.K.A. Lil Harold up in the Lil house. Harold. Lil Harold in the house. That's what you need to say next time he's on the show. That's right. Big Harv, A.K.A. Lil Harold. <laughs> you got all kinds of A.K.A.s now, son. Big Harv, A.K.A. Lil Harold, A.K.A. Harv B, A.K.A. Harvest Black, A.K.A. Brian, A.K.A. Black Brian. I, it goes and goes and goes, son. I got like 18 nicknames for you, dog. 
Yeah, it's cool. I had a, like I said, the band over, I have a new outfit, you know what I'm saying? There's people that really speak to my soul. Things came full circle. I had a, the, the keyboard player, who's the older gentleman in the group, and his name's Chuck. And Chuck used to know my, my little brother that passed away, so he got to tell me stories about my little brother that I didn't know, you know. So that was cool yesterday. And then he was just like, you know, he said, hey, look, your daddy, so I'm going to call you little Harold from here on out. Hell yeah, little Harold. That's funny. <laughs> that sounds like a cartoon character. Yeah, like it does. We can make a cartoon about Lil Harold and Big Harold. <laughs> yeah, Saturday morning cartoon. Absolutely. Because your dad was, you know, it's funny. Your dad was apparently real wild back in the day. You told me stories about when you were a kid and the shit he, shit he was doing with you and all kinds of crazy stuff. And then it seemed like he mellowed out when you were in your late mm-hmm. teens, early 20s. And then it seemed like he started wilding out again once you hit your late 30s and shit. Like Yo, man. the stories you tell me, I don't want to go into any kind of major details and shit. But the things yeah. I'd be hearing, you know, like yeah, Big Harold's a wild man. Yeah, he used to be a party dude. Now, like he be when I, I when I was living with him before I got my my, my spot, it was like we were living together. He could just tell he's mellowed out. He was sitting at the kitchen dinner at the kitchen table. He'd be like, "Look at that deer outside. Look at it. It's just drinking out of the raindrops." I was like. All right, pops. <laughs> He's mellow as fuck. Clear fan of nature. Yes, he is. And playing his bass guitar and uh, the other thing he likes to do, uh, he just he's just very mellow. He likes to plan out meals. He plans out his meals for the day, and that's about it. And he can't. He'd be like, mm, "What am I gonna?" It'd be like it'd be like nine thirty in the morning, like. I guess I'm gonna put this chicken out so it can eat frost, and I'm gonna make some potatoes. I was like, "All right, man, you do you live your best life." He retired, so he just kind of chilling. Simple things. Congrats to Big Harold on the retirement. Yeah. I like this Big Harold, Little Harold thing. Shout yeah, out! God, shout out to whoever that dude is in your band that came up with Little Harold as a name for you, because that's L I L Harold. That ain't no little, no T's in this motherfucker. That's Little Harold. That's Mr. Chuck, yo. Mr. Chuck is hardcore, yo. Shout out to Mr. Chuck. Yeah. Baddest, baddest piano keyboard player I've ever met, yo. Well done, Chuck. Holding it down on the keys. Tickling the ivory and shit. Yeah, I'll be playing festival in the park tomorrow at 345. Yeah. That's what's up. Shout out to Festival in the Park. That's for Memorial Day? Yeah, they, uh, you know, since COVID happened, they didn't have it last year, and they decided to do do a Labor Day weekend. So uh, they asked me to play, and I wasn't really getting down my original outfit as far as a band was. I really was just trying to go back to two turntables and the mic. Um, Anyway, I mean, there's just so many issues with bands, but this group that I'm rocking with now is just so official. I was like, yeah, let's do this shit. And they came in, they just was in the pocket all afternoon, and everybody was just humble, you know, so. Well, right on, man. Keep rocking. Keep keep putting shit together. Yeah, no doubt. It's the way to do it. Stay busy. Stay 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 working, doing stuff. You got to keep grinding to try to knock new shit, new shit out, you know what I mean? Yeah. I, I hung with your boy Rob last night. We, we hit the bar a little bit. Hell yeah, man. Keenan? Oh, nah, don't, don't say that shit. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's Kel then. My bad. That was Kel. 
He he yo he said like a the dopest joke he ever he he ever said you know I was been vibing with this girl a little bit you know not gonna get like real out there with it but he was like yo be careful don't be out here because you be giving out more rings than Tom Brady collects. That's the damn truth. <laughs> I told you. You remember years ago, right? You was getting married. You were talking about. You were like, "I'm gonna get this engagement ring for this bitch," and I was like, "You need to get a cubic zirconia." And you were like, "Nah, yeah. dog, I can't do that." I hammered on this dude for months about getting a CZ. I said, "Get her a CZ and buy her a real diamond." When y'all been married for five years, be like, "Baby, I love you. All I can afford is this CZ, but I'm gonna get you the real thing once we nah. get five years." And you were like, "Nah, nah, I got to get her a real ring." And where's that bitch going now? Where's that bitch now? We ain't together, but I tell you what my, my issue is, is watching these damn Nicholas Sparks movies be fucking me up, bro. Who is Nicholas Sparks? What is this? Like, explain to me deeper. What are you talking about? It's like, I mean, I will be honest to say I'm a hopeless romantic. You know what I'm saying? I do believe in finding my, my person, and I believe that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? Well, I hope um, for like you that it does. level type shit where we're friends before anything. But I had to get over my selfishness personally. I think we talked about this a little bit before. You know what I'm saying? To get to a deeper place of friendship. Well, like, I told you years ago you got to get to where you love yourself before you let yourself love anybody else that too you know and you've been letting that shit fuck you up because like you you you're like my friend that i feel like always had like that hole that he was trying to fill with somebody else and i'm like you gotta learn to fill that hole for yourself and then hopefully yeah, somebody yeah. come along and be like a good like addition to your life and like that's where i'm at with it now you gotta be a whole ass person and, and even when it's uncomfortable yeah, strive Even through. when it's uncomfortable, enjoy the sounds. Yeah, no doubt. You gotta, yeah. you gotta learn to be a part of it. Like yeah. the uncomfortableness is part of like living your life, and like going through uncomfortable times with somebody like makes like everything more uh, enjoyable when the good times come around. Because you've been, on, you've been on that dark shit. You know what I mean? So. It's good to, like, have dark things happen in life, but it's better to, like, continue moving on. <clears throat> Excuse me, to continue moving on, but it's, it's great to, like, have that, perspe that perspective about how bad things can be. Like, I can always say, man, at least my balls don't hurt. You know what I mean? My balls hurt every day for two years, and I'm running around in my life, and my balls don't hurt. And it's like, thank God for that doctor out in Vegas that took that hernia mesh out of me and made my life worth living again. You know what I mean? So, yeah. You know, like the darker things get, man, the brighter they'll be if you can if you can pull through. It's just hard to pull through a lot of this shit, man. Life's a motherfucker. It's hard. So. Yeah, man. And as long as you're breathing, you beat 100 percent of your circumstances. So just keep rocking. God, goddamn right. Just keep trying. And love yourself. Don't forget to love yourself. Yes. You know, it's like, uh, life's a motherfucker, yo. And hopefully we can all get to better places. Like, like I ain't particularly fond of my job, but it's still better than a lot of jobs I've had. But, you know, I'm not gonna, like, settle. Like, oh, this is, this is good. It's better than, like, fuck that. No, I need, I need better always. I'm always trying to get better. Like, this podcast, right? Like, how can I make it better? I don't care if there's hundreds of people listening or thousands or millions. Like, like, the quality of it is important to me. Like... It's got my name on this, you know what I mean? I gotta make sure this yeah. shit sounds alright. 
Yeah. And I got to strive to promote the shit that I want to promote. Like not being a dick, being nice to people, whether or not they look like you or not, whether you're similar to them in your genetic makeup or not, whether you agree with them about whatever thing you're talking about. Like I want to have civil discourse, like a reasonable disagreement with someone like, oh, well, I don't agree with you about that thing. And this is why. And then it, after we have our discussion about it, still be like, but I love you and I hope you have a good day. You know what I mean? Whoever you are. Like, but that's, but that's the way it should be. Yeah. You should be, able, you should be able to have conversations with people. The problem with people sometimes nowadays is the rush to be an expert and the rush to be right versus talking to have an understanding with somebody. Even if I don't agree with you on some issues, at the end of the day, I care about you and hope that you're going to be all right. You know, and your family are all right, you know? Exactly. And, and that's what it comes down to. Yeah, well, that's that's like uh, what's wrong with our world today is that most people aren't about that. They just want to be right. Mm-hmm. Everybody's caught up in being right. And yeah. you got to just recognize and, and you can't be right about everything. But the only thing you can be right about is like best wishes for your people around you. Yeah, and then the other problem that we face is the fact that um, political correctness wash, waters down a lot of conversation. I see if somebody's like genuinely trying to be malicious you know the difference between somebody's trying to be a racist asshole or somebody's trying to be a dick, but somebody is inquisitive and just wants to have a conversation. That's right. something completely different. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, and, and we just got to get away from this. Stop, stop being soft. Well, it's the softening of language that, like George Carlin spoke of, where it's like you got to like dumb down things and make things. So that everything's like a microaggression these days and everything can be taken as like a personal affront. And it's like, I don't mean it as a personal affront if I disagree with you about something. And if I'm asking you about it, it's because I'm trying to understand your perspective on it. And most people take that as like a, like a personal affront. Like I'm, like I'm trying to like disrespect your opinion when I'm really like trying to understand your opinion if I'm asking you about it. Like if I take the time to be like, well, you say this. I don't necessarily agree with that. So why do you say this? Like give me more information about your opinion about that mm-hmm. it's about having the common sense to know the difference between somebody being an asshole versus somebody that is genuinely trying to learn from somebody else you know right i'm not here to hold anybody's hand I, and, and, to get things clear i'm not here to hold anybody's hand and be the representative for all black people but i can tell you from my experiences being black or i could be i can tell you my experiences just being me you know what I'm saying? I don't make a lot of the fucking rules on the shit that goes on in the world. You know what I'm saying? But I know that I want my people to be all right. And I don't mind talking to people. You know, if be real with me, I'm going to be real with you. But I'm not going to be out here trying to be a representative for all my people. You know what I'm saying? I know the issues that I deal with. And then I know this, you know, there's issues across the board that we deal with as far as systemic racism. Oh, not even on the issue of systemic racism, but just people not really being, well, people being disingenuous and people being uh, callous in, in natures on certain different issues. You know what I'm saying? I see that every day. It's just all about how you deal with it. I can't answer for everybody's shit, but I sure enough can for myself figure out, all right, I'm not dealing with that person. You know what I'm saying? Because I already know that person's going to be an asshole. I'll tell you a quick story, then I'll get out of the way. Uh, so I was minding my business. I was in Kroger. It was like three weeks ago. I was, I was, you know, I was getting groceries. Uh, I had my headphones on, and having your headphones on to me it's an is indicator. So don't talk to me. Don't fucking talk to me. Just leave me the fuck alone. You know. 
And so this guy in front of me is a white man. He was in line and he was holding up this magazine cover with Meghan Markle on the cover. <laughs> and, uh, it, you know, he was like, you know, Malvin, something about Meghan Markle to me. I didn't know what the fuck he was talking about because I had my headphones on. And so then he taps me like on, on my on, on my chest. And like, I'm like, I'm sorry, can I help you? What, what do you need? He was like, yeah, Meghan Markle. You know, it said something like 100% something. He was like 100% bitch, right? I'm sorry. <laughs> I was like, I'm sorry. Do you do you know Meghan Markle? Right. You know what I'm saying? You do you know her personally? Did y'all break up with some shit? What is the problem? Then he's like, I don't want to talk to you no more. I was like, <laughs> no, we're gonna we're gonna talk to each other now because you bothered me. I said, we're, we're here now. We're going to have a conversation. Yeah, no, you started this conversation. This we're we're going to have it. Like, why is Meghan Markle 100% bitch? Yeah. Like, I bet she's some of a I bitch. Said, what she like, everybody I don't is. know her. Like, I don't know her. I know she's a beautiful, black, melanated goddess. <laughs> I don't know her like that. I don't know her. I don't know her life. I don't know what she does on the daily. But what I do know is what she, it, he don't need to be bothering me. I'm just trying to get my groceries. So I said, we're here now. So, no, fuck you. And I told him straight up. I was like, you know, you're bothering me. You don't know me. But here we are. I think that you're a jerk. I think that you're being an, an, an asshole. I think that you're being a jerk because you don't know her. And you obviously don't. And so it's like we're at a place where we're at correction now. And so he got his stuff and left. And then I turned back to the, the cashier. I said, I'm sorry. I'm really sorry for that. <laughs> because that's not who I am. But this is where we were. And you know, I, I you know, I appreciate you being patient with me because that was a really awkward situation. But you know, people need to be mindful that not everybody's gonna be out here to agree with you. If we're gonna have a if we're gonna lock the ball, we're gonna lock the fucking ball. But yeah, let's, just let's have a volley. Crazy let's no have reason. a volley. Like I'm all for having a volley. Like, you know, if somebody was like, She seems like a bitch to me, I'd be like, you know, I don't really know anything about her other than like she's not hanging out with the fucking uh uh, you know, royal motherfuckers anymore. She's chilling in Canada, which doesn't sound like a great place to be to me in a lot of ways, but I can totally understand not wanting to hang out in that royal family bullshit, like not deal with all that nonsense, because that yeah, seems like a big pain in the ass, you know what I'm saying? Like, I get that, but I don't know this bitch. Like, I don't know if she's 100% bitch or if she's 20% bitch, but I bet she's at least 10. I don't know nothing about her. I bet she's at least 10% bitch, you know? I, I don't know. I don't I don't know her. I don't know nothing about her. I'm it. just going on average. I don't know nothing about no woman to be calling her a bitch. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I was raised by a woman, so I'm not going to be out here saying none of that in the first place. Like, you know, I meet a person where they at. You know, whether they're a bitch or not, that tells on themselves. So, so I like, don't, let, I don't. I don't. Let me ask you this. If there was, like, a local paper, right, and there was a girl that you know, and she was in, in the local paper, and the dude was like, you think that girl's a bitch? And you knew her, and you knew she was a bitch. Would you have been like, yeah, she's a bitch? No, I wouldn't say that. I'd be like, I pray for her. You know, <laughs> if, if, I, if I didn't agree with her. Is that way this but I'm not going to be out here. Is that code? I'm not out here calling women bitches. But I'm is that code not, for you? I, what I'm saying, like, you know this girl's a bitch. Like, you was involved with her, right? And you see her on, like, the no, cover no, no, no. of, like, the, the local magazine at the grocery store. And somebody's like, that girl I'm seems not like a bitch. calling women bitches here. My mom, <laughs> number one. Off principle, knowing who my mom is and who she raised me, I'm not calling women bitches no more. I'm never calling like you no know, more. I, good I, on I, you I admitting. I might have uttered it. Good for you admitting your former mistakes. When I was angry at something, I'm not gonna say it like I didn't. Like there's probably been an episode where I was like, oh, she's being such a. 
you know, uh, but I'm not going to sit here and say, oh, this is going to be on my mind where it's just you you wise up and you get older to what you what your 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 uh, your, your lingo is as far as your repertoire or whatever. I'm not going out. I'm not out here like thinking. I was like, if I think if I don't like that person who they are, I don't like them. I'm not calling a woman a bitch. Just not. Get <laughs> you elder statesman. This motherfucker right here, a hard <laughs> bean, elder statesman, big harv, elder mm. statesman. What you got to say about all that, lady T? Um, I think that's that's nice. That's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, it's I don't know. I, that's nice, you know. That's good. That's a good value to have to not, you know, want to call women bitches. It's uncommon, <laughs> <laughs> but that's cool. I'm not mad at it. Right on. It's not a bad thing. Yeah. You're doing all right for yourself, Harv. <laughs> Big Harv in the house, being all respectful towards b- b- women. <laughs> uh, and let's get, let's, get this, let's, get, let's get it clear. There are women and then there's girls that I don't understand. There's a big difference between women and girls. I will say that. Well, but like, you know, the kind of girl you're talking about is like, is the same as like a woman in the sense that like they could be anywhere in any age bracket like these girls could be acting like bitches when they're 40 or when they're 20 or when they're 60 like there's just no telling like the good ones at any age are good ones and the bad ones at any age are bad ones but that's truth about men and women like you could be like a good person that like treats people with respect at 20 years old or 30 or 40 or 50 or 60 you could lose it you could lose respect for people you could get it back like yeah. it's like the the human condition is just such a constant state of change and like yeah it's uh, it's it all is i mean you got grown men and you got little boys you got grown ass women you got little little girls you know what i'm saying it's just about being in the position in your life to know that you can't do little boy or little girl shit anymore you gotta grow the fuck up and and be consistent like you said consistency is huge yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just thinking about your boy, Jew. Yeah, he is like the mm-hmm. antithesis opposite of what you're laying down right now, Harvest. <laughs> like, you're over here talking all this, like, adulting. You know what I mean? Like, self-responsibility, self-containment, self-improvement, self-recognition. Like, these are the ways to be, like, grown and like moving forward and still trying to enjoy yourself though you know what i mean like yeah yeah it, it changes as you get older as evolution like for me like me and rob was talking about last night we were at the bar we were talking about how when we were in our 20s we would just constantly want to chase women now we're in a place in our life where we're more picky about the women that we choose because it's like you see these girls nowadays some of them the, the little girls they be on like uh, the only fans or they be, you know, IGN all day, you know, posting pictures of the butts and stuff like that. But I was like, can she cook? Can she feed your brain? Are y'all in a position where we can talk about, like, real evolutionary things as far as being in a relationship? Um, can, can You know, I had a girl that I don't even know the other day kind of asked me if I would co-sign for a car. I'm like, I don't know you like that to be co-signing for a car. Like, I, I don't know you. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's about like having like a genuine exchange. That's so absurd. Evolving with that, like on some grown people shit. Yeah, like uh, 
I can co-sign on a car for you if I've known you for a long, long time. And I got nothing but love for you. And, and like a genuine interest in getting you and your life to a better place. But you can't just run up on somebody and ask what co-sign on a car for you. No, man. That's nah, like, that's it, just it, absurdity. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. That's what I'm saying. I'm, I'm a simple person. I, I enjoy taking the walk and getting to know somebody. Of course, yeah, I'm trying to get down on the other aspects of it because I like I like a beautiful woman. Of course, I'm not gonna sit here and act like I, I, I'm like you know sitting here on some like one level. Oh, I need this like like on some fake deep shit. You're not that I evolved. I want a good woman. Say what now? You're not that evolved. <laughs> No, I mean, of course, I, I look too, of course. I look at IG models all day, but you know what I'm saying? That's only good for a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. When you get older, you like, yo, it's got to be more than that, you know what I'm saying? Everybody want to be out here kind of quarterbacking on, like, liking, subscribe culture and stuff like that. But what about the other, the other, uh, other spectrum as far as, like, feeding a brain? And like being like you know that round away girl that you know LL Cool J talked about, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> it's obtainable. It's, it's real. I know it is. Yeah, absolutely. But it requires pursuit. Like you got to pursue people like that because they're not just gonna like show up and kick it. Like no, oh tr- uh, for sure. Like I, I, I've met a, a certain young lady that has really really fed my brain and it was it's been really cool i will say that but you know we're just kicking it as friends you know what i'm saying right and so that person is like you know it's like they're very inspiring and it's dope to be able to have a conversation with you know what i'm saying and be able to be in a position where you know somebody's feeding your brain and like having a genuine exchange of ideas so it's like it makes everything else sexy as fuck and you're just trying to like you're trying to play it cool, cool. It's like you got your foot on the gas, but you don't want to hit the gas too hard. You know what I mean? Right. You're you're in a overpowered rear wheel drive at, uh, vehicle in the rain, and you got to be careful. Are you just gonna slide off the highway? You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Take your time, bro. Right. That's it. That's where I'm at with it. Ease your way into it. You'll be going 90 before you know it. But you know, nope, not this time. Good for you, man. Slow it down. My man Harvest is black kind of dude. Been for years, always getting caught up. I talked to him one day. He'd be like, yeah, I broke up with my girl. And I'd be like, hey, all right, cool, man. Maybe we can kick it in a few weeks. Because I ain't hung out with you in like three years. And then like <laughs> three weeks later, he'd be like, yo, man, I met this girl, man. She's my heart. And I'd be Got like, it. dog. It. Like, it's, been, it's not even been a month. And you in love again? And he'd be like, yo, show, she's special, son. And I'd be like, uh, all right, dog. Like, it took him a long time to get to this place that he's at now. Like, I've been witnessing it for years. Like, come on, br- come on, player. Slow down. It's all good. I tell you, I tell you like I was told. Formula, you know how Formula Four Hundred Nine Four Hundred Nine was invented. It took four hundred nine tries. Four hundred nine formulas. Four hundred nine formulas to hit the magical yeah. formula that like actually cut through grease and was worth putting on the market. That's research and development, dog. Like you got to continue to put work in to get shit right. Like the first time don't work. Like if you listen to the twentieth episode of this show, it sounds like dog shit compared to now. And my hope is that you know, hundred, three, four hundred episodes from now, this shit's gonna sound bad compared to what's out there. And you know what I mean? Like it's just gonna keep getting better. That's my goal. Yeah. Continuous improvement. You're trying. trying. We're all trying. Most definitely. But, you know, with that said, 
We're all trying. We're all keeping on trying. But uh, we got to bring this episode of the Mason and Friends show to a close. We've reached up against Ooh. our time limit. You know, like, like we got to have a time limit because otherwise we would just do this for hours. So, but, uh, you know, remember, like we always say here at the Mason and Friends show, to be kind to people that look like you and be kind to people that don't look like you. Don't be a dick. Um, what's about it? What's that about energy, Lady T? You have to protect it. That's right. Protect your energy because that's your energy. And, uh, you know, keep grinding. Keep trying on the shit you're trying to get done. You know, that's how it gets done. Little bits at a time every day doing something to move the ball in the right direction. And, uh, you know, remember to love yourself. And don't forget that we love you. We believe in you. And you can do better. We can all do better. So, Amen. you know, keep trying. And uh, once again, we're going to skip a song after this episode because we just ain't got time for that shit here at the Mason and Friends Show this week. Uh, it's uh, running out of time. This episode's going to drop a little late. At least Sundays will. So, But this one's from Thursday. And once again, shout out to Mac Miller, RIP. We miss you. And, yes, uh, man. You know. Shout out to uh, everybody else in there that we've lost over the last few years. They were great. And, um, you know, just try to love yourself. and uh, Each other. You know, I'll be trying to talk to myself here at the end of these things, too, man, because my life sucks sometimes. So I'm just trying to, like, help pursue betterment. And I hope you are, too. Don't forget we love you. And uh, peace be with you. Bye. Amen. Thanks so much for listening. If you want to help support the show, please go to www.patreon.com slash the letter M perfect entertainment. There's a link in the description of each show at the bottom. If you just scroll down, you'll see the imperfect Patreon account link. If you're an Apple user, please take the time to give us a five-star review on the Purple Podcast app on your Apple device. This conversation can serve no purpose anymore. Goodbye. But every now and again, why can't we just be fine?